Hello there, listener. You are about to listen to the Men Talking Over Beer podcast. But before you do, I would like to advise that the views expressed by the artist formerly known as Carson, indeed expressed by any of the ladies, oops, boys, <laughs> men, are not the views necessarily shared by all members of the podcast and are certainly not intended to offend. Have a lovely day. also then becomes, well, I'm a woman. I'm going into the women's toilets. I'm going to shower with the women. Now, you're rarely going to find a woman that wants to shower in the men's toilets, but I'd certainly shower in the women's toilets, women's bathrooms. I've got nothing to be ashamed of. I've got boobs. But if you had a 15-year-old daughter there you go, at school in. in the change room, would you be happy if there was a guy in there with all these tackle out? Graham, in answer to your question, I certainly wouldn't be comfortable. I was going to ask Moses, because Moses, you've got daughters. Now, if when your girls are 15, 14 or 15, how would you feel if they're in the change rooms and there's a transgender person in there uh, with the balls and, and the, the penis, all the clothes off right next to your daughter and it's dangling there right in front of her face? How would you feel? But before, before he answers that, can I just say, it's not the transgender people we're worried about. A genuine trans, transgender person might still have a penis, but is essentially seeing themselves as female. It's those that go, I want to pervert women. I'm declaring myself female. You can't stop me. Yeah, but not, even, not even with that. I mean, in any way. Like, I don't think it's... If I was the father of a young girl, I, I don't think I'd like that situation to happen. Yeah, I would incline more towards that position that I would prefer that they were not. But on on both sides of the, the coin, I want to protect my girls, but I don't want to outrageously impose um, draconian measures upon a person who's actually probably going through something pretty difficult themselves. So they're going through a wild experience, a transitional experience, and it's that's not easy. But at the same breath... You know, whilst we're considering their position, they also have to consider other people's position. So I, I don't actually know what the answer is, but if we're going to work hard to make them feel comfortable, I think we should also make sure that others are comfortable and not label them as bigots if they say they're not comfortable. Um, well, that's gone. But there's more. That's gone. The, the cancel culture has killed that attitude completely. Yeah. What are you saying? That, you know, the cancel culture means that anyone who doesn't agree with wokeism is a bigot automatically. We we are a Karen society and we will not change it. Well, no, let me rephrase that. We can change it and it will eventually change. Yeah. But in the short term, we are a Karen society. There is okay. a big there is a big push that if you don't follow the narrative, mm. you are a bigot, you are a racist, you yeah. are a narcissist. Mm. There's no explanation of why. You just are branded that way. Bang, and that's it. Welcome to my life. Mm. We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to explain. You don't have a chance to argue or reason. Yeah. Bang, you are a bigot, you are a narcissist, you are a racist. And that's, yeah. how we, that's how we finish the argument. Yeah. The reverse side to that is if someone's like that, so short-sighted, so ill-informed, so sure of themselves, their self-righteousness, 
Um, it's almost better that we're not involved with them because you're speaking to a wall that's not listening. You're a speaking big to shout someone out to Sydney. Who, oh, thank you. You're speaking to people who have no history. And as everyone knows, if you don't listen to history, you're going to repeat it. And these mistakes have been made several times through history. So we need to be aware that the, the pathway through history. They've been made several times today. Today. I know, but in terms of us learning from history, we're just not learning that we're not learning it uh, to to elevate to elevate the family higher than any other form is good for society, and but to demean the families is a negative experience, and we all pay for it. Can I raise a point? Just talking about families, why, as a couple, a childless couple, am I not considered a family? What's your family? Who says you're not? Graham's company for one. Oh, okay. you got a you got a single person membership. I do indeed, but but that- I need I need I need to have children to be considered a family. A couple is a couple. A couple's a couple. I, I object to that. Well, give them a call. But I mean, the only way around that is you can be a couple or a couple with kids. I mean, if you're going to argue that point, fair enough. I mean. It's oh, just easier. Semantics, isn't it? It's easier yeah. for the paperwork Should to call two people a couple. Yeah, you're a family of a couple. Don't you get annoyed when your family is considered two children, not four children? When when would that happen? When I have well, four, you buy, I have you buy family. Children. Like where you the hell family, am I going? Do you want you to buy a family ticket to something? Do you want Disney, to Disney on ice? Two or something children. Like that. But you know, it's two adults, two children. Not or anymore. Three children. Have you seen you Peter? Can... He qualifies as an adult now. My goodness. He's going to start costing me money. He's not 15 yet, though, is he? Yes, he is. Really? Yeah. Just going back to the two adults, two kids, I think that's more a financial decision rather than I'm crucifying your family because you've got more than two kids. Like, you can't charge the same for six people as you do for four or eight. It wouldn't justify. But but it's still a family. Of course it's still a family, but they're not saying... It has families can only be two adults, two kids. What they're saying is, on this price, you can have two adults and two children, mm. or two adults and three children at that price. If you want to bring more children, well, unfortunately, we're going to have to charge you more. There's got to be a point where logically, they say how many kids they can do for that price. But not the federal government. The federal government doesn't say that. The federal government says you keep having as many children as you like, and we'll keep funding your choices. Yeah, but they're not charging you to get into a sporting event. The federal government. That's True. a private business. It's, it's just a different scenario. I just get annoyed that, as I said, a couple isn't considered a family. Yeah, I know. But what, what are you picking on the government for when we could be picking on the, the board of the Roosters or something like that? Our first game is against the Roosters, I think, mainly against the Roosters. Yeah, the uh, the, uh, the cricket ground. Yeah, with Tommy Turbo back. But yeah, Camden, uh, Roosters Wests on Saturday or Sunday. League is back, baby. 30 days. It was 30 30 yesterday, days. 30 days. Wow. Did I, just see, did I just see spice bourbon? No. Single malt. Oh, no. Oh, spice. Okay, yep. Well, that's spiced. Mm. It's a single malt from Scotland. Oh. Oof. See, I'm, I'm just drinking cougar. <laughs> you, guys, you guys just keep drinking. That's fine. Oh. Should pineapple <laughs> be on a pizza? Isn't there a personal preference here? It's not like we're traditional people. We should be creative. There's no I'm preference. Thinking... It's, it's yes or no. There's two places a pineapple should never be. One is on a pizza and one is on a hamburger. 
<laughs> what? No way. I like them on both. No. And can I just say, pineapple should also never be up your ass. <laughs> they go in, but they, let, they don't come out, yeah. No, I agree. I agree with Moses. Hamburger, um, you know, the barbecue, oh, they're pineapple. Awesome. Yeah, keep drinking that as, scotch. As a, as a fritter. Look, I think there should be more creative things on pizzas. Like I'm thinking sliced apples, sultanas. I'm well, thinking Pizza uh, Hut do an apple crumble pizza. An apple crumble pizza, super supreme sliced apple, or a sprinkle of sultanas. What is our opinion then? Opinion on seafood pizza? Oh, I can't take seafood on pizza. No seafood. Did you see the article in the Age yesterday about male teachers being accused and innocently being found guilty of sexual abuse? I missed that. Tell us. Well, they were talking about one, I think in Melbourne, who was accused of having sex with boys at a school camp in 69, 70, 71, 72. Mm, that was, now, like, was uh, two weeks ago. He, he was exonerated because there was no camp in 70 and 71 and he never went in 72. Yet all four boys were adamant mm. they were molested on all four years. Now, he did two years in jail yeah. for that, but was found innocent at the end. And what they're saying is, hey, like George Pell, a different argument, but... We should not be using plural hmm. plural numbers to determine guilt. Just because four boys say it doesn't mean it's any less questionable than one boy. It was a fascinating article. Wow. In the Pell case, the, 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 the boy who had already passed away had told his parents it didn't happen, and that was yeah. testified. And so there was only one boy who made the accusation, but that was enough to send it all the way to the high court. And he was found guilty on three separate occasions no, because no. they disregarded the, the church, evidence. The Catholic Church was found guilty. Yeah, well, they, they were trialling them. The first time round, he had a, a quite large majority innocent. Wasn't mm. you know they got rid of that jury and then brought another one in, and that's when they started finding guilty. Yeah, but that went also to the district court, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court, and then to the High Court, which went seven nil. You're kidding us, right? Where's the he evidence? Was- he was found Seven guilty in the. Neil. He was found guilty in the food court, though. <laughs> Haven't we he, all? He had, <laughs> he had pineapple on his pizza. Damn hang him! him. <laughs> hang him! <laughs> the other, pineapple wrapped in batter and then deep fried—that's disgusting. Come on! Oh, hang Look, on! Uh, I've, I've got to push the envelope here. I'm going to tell you if if Antifa was listening to this, there's no way they would accept pineapple on pizza. They would say that it's a right-wing conspiracy, it's an indulgence, and no working-class person should enjoy themselves that much. Where's your proof? I don't have any, but neither does Antifa. So, so what, you're, you what, you're, what you're saying is if you have pineapple on pizza, you're definitely a fascist. You're a, not only a fascist, you're a right-wing fascist. You're a neo-classy fascist. Yeah, and we should definitely ride in your town, wherever the hell that is. Nah, they'll find you. They'll find you. Oh, you should have seen my class today. Gee, they got up me today. Bloody hell. I went off. I had the old um, Muhammad Ali Cassius Clay debate. Yeah, he obviously changed his name. And he said, "Um, I don't want to be Cassius because that's a white man's name. Cassius Clay was a white man who freed his father's slaves and fought against slavery. So he changes his name to Muhammad Ali, both of which were slave owners and use their uh, their slaves as sex slaves. And I thought, 
So here's, here's what he's done. He's got rid of the name of the abolitionist Cassius Clay, who's a real person who fought against slavery and taken on the name of slave owners who gave approval to slavery for the next 1400 years. And I thought, do you, did you, did he even know what he was doing? He just got duped, duped into changing his name. See, my question in all of that is when did it become even relevant? Like, What's relevant? When, when, did, when did we even start caring about Islam? Well, I don't mean as in caring about them, but I would argue until about 2010, I didn't really grasp Islam. I didn't. I knew that Islam existed, but to me, you are you are a person, not a religion. Mm, yeah, um, yeah. And suddenly, Islam has become in your face, mm. much like gay rights, much like the word "deadly" with the indigenous at the moment. Mm-hmm. Why all of a sudden are we allowing groups, Islam, LGBTQ, positive, negative, in brackets, underscore, hashtag, or deadly, the Indigenous, to take over and become so polarising? I'm not sure if I've said this on this podcast before, but... Say it. I, I was sitting around a dinner t- a lunch table at work, and we were talking about racism. Now, it sounds like a bad joke. I was at the table with a... A black I thought guy, you at work a, was the bad joke. Shut up. Um, but I'm there, I'm there with an Indian, a Muslim. How's that work? Yes, yes, yes. With all these um, people, you must be in Auburn. <laughs> but we talk about racism, and I said, look, I'm I'm racist. And they laughed. And I said, No, I am. I, I said, You're a you're a filthy county muncher and you're a sheep shagger, and you know, you're a towel head. And they said, Look, they're stereotypes. If all we ever got was stereotypes, we'd be happy. And they talked about being spat on and all that. And I, it made me stop and go, gee, what real racism exists out there if I'm labelled to be harmless? Um, I'm proud of being racist. Homophobic, sexist, elitist. Xenophobic. Bogan. Please explain. Um, no, I'm I'm proud to be an opinionated arsehole. Yeah. But I do fear that if, if real racism is out there, what are we not seeing as people? Commercial time. Hey, kids, do you know what to get Dad this Easter show? No? So let me tell you about the Men Talking Over Beer show bag. It has the Carson Codpiece key ring and an inflatable codpiece for your next pool party. How great does that sound? It's got this U-Butte mini Moses hacksaw, so you can make your podcast chair just as wonky as his is. It's also got Sid's ISO memoir, Nine Days in Isolation, Don't Let Me Out of Here. There's also Graham's version of Cluedo, where we know that George Soros did it, we just need to prove it. And also, for those with an engineering mind, we've got Eddie's Podcast Central Meccano set. And for the first 100 people to get a show bag, we've got Stockholm Syndrome, Donald Trump and the Republicans in paperback, but also very popular in the spineless edition. So this Easter show, give Dad something to really, really look forward to. The Men Talking Over Beer Show Bag. Only $7.99 my stocks last. 
plus GST. Commercial time. Oh, look, there's definitely racism out there. I mean, there's all sorts of things out there. I'd say the majority of people really aren't racist in a bad way. Everyone's going to have a little bit of racism. Mm. But the, the, the word systemic racism is the big thing probably since you know, 2010. It's, it's, it's always in the news now, systemic racism, but I don't really get that because I don't know any laws. I don't know anything that is there to make it systemic anymore. I'd say... Well, the, the civil rights movement in the 60s in America, it's ever since then, I don't think there's been any law that systemically allows racism. And yeah. so, so I don't know why it's all of a sudden it's systemic. The, the natural argument against it is that if it's systemic, then who runs the system? Predominantly the system's run, whether you go to the university, it's run by leftists. If you go to schools, there's mainly leftists. If you go to government agencies, there's a lot of leftists. So if, if, the, if the system's racist, then it's the leftists that are racist because they're running a lot of the institutions of society. Now, now that, that can't be or can be argued, but it's not to say that the right-wingers are all in charge all over the place. My goodness, they've become the, the disflavor of society. They're the pariahs. They're the pariahs. So if, so, okay. if it's so, systemic and someone's running the place, the whoever's running it, is the problem and it ain't the right it's the left and circling so I don't back, think the argument holds i don't think it holds we circle back and we argue again you ask who's blue and who's red in australia i'm not sure anymore i'm not sure what side of the equation either party sit on anymore you can't call someone bluey or red that would be racist now let's say you came from leichhardt if you came from Leichhardt and you went to the last federal election, you know who they voted for, right? Green? Leichhardt, they voted both Green and Labor. So they live liberal, or their lifestyle is liberal, but they voted Labor. But when you went out into the eastern, out into the western suburbs like Liverpool and that sort of periphery around Sydney, they all voted Liberal. It's almost like people were voting against their own interests, which was really weird. Labor was better for the poor people, but they didn't want what Labor offered, so they voted Liberal. But the people in the mid-inner West, who count themselves as elite but live Liberal, voted Labor. It was a very confusing election where people voted against their own interests on both sides of the coin. Should be Labor and Green, you know, to say, because Green are pretty predominant in the inner city suburbs. Is, yeah. is that just a way of people trying to make themselves feel good? Because I'm rich, I'm entitled, I, I am privileged, but I'm going to buy Green mm. or to to try and look better or to, to make myself feel better. Or be, do, do they feel like they have to to, to fit in with their neighbours? I don't know. I've got an important question. The Ford girl. The Twitter girl or the St. George girl or the St. George girl. How about the Amy girl? Well, I'm I'm gonna answer. I like I like Melissa the uh, the St. George girl. I'm a big fan of Melissa. She chases you down the street and gives you your phone back and does a little head tilt with a dragon. Uh, I know the one. Yeah. I, I would have been more the Travago girl, but she's sort of gone now. The Travago girl. <gasps> I think I'm going to go with the Ford girl. She's gone too. 
Yeah, but, she, but she had a hair, she had a haircut. She sort of reminds me of some old girlfriends. Pre haircut, she was great. Men talking over beer. We're talking women, lesbians, and you can talk talk just about lesbians at men talking over beer at gmail Send us a message. Tell us what you think. Send us but your photos of lesbians. Just address all those questions to Sid. <laughs> After the Super Bowl, there was a lot of trendings. Did you hear about the trending stories that you watch overnight, the scores are going to flip? No way. <laughs> <laughs> there was a whole hashtag thing going on and people making jokes about it. And, you know, three of those three of those touchdowns are going to be disallowed. They're going to be, and they're going to pull three from under a table in a box and all this sort of stuff. But fellas, well, I, have to, I have to leave in five minutes. No, you don't. No, I've got you don't. work to do. I got no, you kids don't. to my kids have to put them to sleep and stuff. No, 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 no. You're, you're, you're off tomorrow. You can stay on. Moses just it should be asleep. The wife's gone out to say her condolences to someone whose mother has passed away. I'm Sorry, actually yeah. here. I'm supposed to put these kids to sleep. And look, it's not going to be very successful because I'm a little bit on the old juice. Moses, why don't you just record a couple of the older men talking out of your episodes and play it to them? And that should get them to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's so tragically yeah. true. Well, there we have it. Another Men Talking Over Beer podcast. We've talked some shit. We've spoken about topics that are important. We've talked more shit. Men Talking Over Beer at gmail.com. Send us a message. Ask us about a topic. Give us some topics. Give us an idea, a pointer. Give us a clue. Men Talking Over Beer. We're out of here. Moses, anything to add? No, but that was awesome. You're a star. Thanks, fellas. Ciao. Graham. Oh, look, it's been fantastic um, to be back. And I, I just thought maybe we could come up with a bit of a motto for the men talking over beer, like uh, good times create weak men. And we're out of here. I can safely tell you not one word that's coming out of those teachers' mouths is true. Yeah. So if they're yeah. saying your kid's yeah. amazing and... Look, that's all a euphemism for, look, I can't tell you the truth, but frankly, I just want to kill the little rat. So that's however, that's what we don't say. However, should you have a 16-year-old daughter at school, yeah. they are very true. She's a great student. She adds a lot of value to the classroom. I'm really, I'm really glad to have her in my class. Translation, your daughter is hot, and if I can work out how to keep my job, <laughs> I will have sex with her at some stage. <laughs> It just flows. It just flows oh. out of your mouth. <laughs> What's wrong with you people? Like we're married. <laughs> Long term. Yeah, how are they going to differentiate the sober from the drunken? If we're, oh, I if think we're they'll be okay. <laughs> I think they'll be okay. What's, what's the old line? Me and my wife have plenty of oral sex. We lay in bed and yell, fuck you until we're both satisfied. <laughs> That's terrible. <laughs>